<laughs> and we celebrate the day after when we go get a half-priced <laughs> yogurt genie of chocolates. Oh obviously. yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted ice cream immediately. <laughs> My Hey guys, I'm Brandy, co-host of Overly Understated with my wife, Joanna. Today, we had planned to talk about realistic expectations. We kind of still do. And we kind of go off into a little bit of a narrative that I really enjoyed about societal expectations, pressures, gender roles, assumed identities, um, Things that people don't really talk about that inherently affect all of us one way or another. Stick around. Enjoy the show. Email us. Tell all your friends. Thanks for listening. We really do appreciate your support. So in honor of Valentine's Day. Not, not me, not in honor of me. No, huh? Oh, Valentine's me. Day. Got it. Uh, we decided we wanted to talk about expectations. What? In how Wait, great expectations? Like, is that a book or a movie? Maybe realistic expectations. Uh, versus what? False expectations? Interesting, or unrealistic. Oh, yeah, that would be the opposite of realistic. You know, you use whatever word you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> Only one of us is an Enneagram 4. Yes. Uh, so we were going to talk about realistic expectations in a relationship. Um, so we thought to start off, we would read out two truths and a lie of what we thought our expectations were. Coming into this 10 yeah. years ago? No. Uh, How long ago was it? Three and a half? Four? God, yeah. has it been four? I lose track. I don't know, but I did the math with my therapist the other day. How long <laughs> have we been, we've been in when a relationship she's like, no, together. it's not been 50 years. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> she's so. like, the therapist is like, get your shit together. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. <laughs> so would you like to go ahead and read? You're going to make me do it first. Off I end. Yeah, so I'm going to try to guess the lie. Okay. And, yeah. All right. Okay. We have not heard or seen these yet. So we you, have not. This was a this fun exercise <laughs> that Joanna came up with for our podcast. Uh, okay, you ready? Yes. I expected our relationship to fall apart due to my own trauma. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what that, what that means. That's the truth. Oh, okay, let's right, keep well, going. Okay. <laughs> I expected to be fully intimate with you without hesitation. Oh, oh, yeah, that is sweet. Yes, truth, which means the last one's got to be a lie. That one's the lie. That's the lie. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And then my other expectation, (laughs) that is definitely true. I expected to be fully understood and seen. And let me add this, basically without communicating on my part. Or doing what I thought was communicating. Yes. 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 That is absolutely true. I loved all of those. Yours <laughs> definitely were way more self-reflective than mine. <laughs> I feel like I like didn't get all the directions. <laughs> with the game i know <laughs> i had to ask questions Here, yes yes here's mine all right 
Um, my expectations were specifically for you or to you. <laughs> so my first expectation is that you will always find me funny. Oh, okay. My second expectation. <laughs> You're so sad about that one. Um, my second expectation is you will keep me motivated to work out and eat healthy. <laughs> My third <laughs> that ship sailed right after we got together. My third uh. expectation is that I will receive coffee every morning. <laughs> <laughs> so which one's the lie? Uh, I'm gonna go with the coffee. You are so right. Dang, I thought I would trip you up on that one. No. It was part of Brandy's wedding vows to me that I would get coffee. That she would make coffee for me every morning. I well, would say listen, like eighty percent of the time she's pretty spot on with it. Actually, and so far I've kept with all the other things like not sleeping with other people. <laughs> wow, I really liked the teacher son and the lie. Uh, yours were definitely um, way more poignant than mine. <laughs> Ended yeah. up being sorry. Um, <laughs> Brandy mentioned Enneagram uh, 4, which Enneagram is like a personality assessment. Um, which is probably way more spot on than Nine other types ones. and then there's subtypes. Yeah. Anyway, Brandy is a 4, which is like a feeler. And I'm a 7, which is a thinker, um, <laughs> which ends up meaning Brandy just oozes feelings all the time. And I have them nicely hidden away in a back room. <laughs> so. But let's be very clear when we were expressing our feelings to each other you actually name your feelings oh that's I taken f- me a lot of I work i feel them all i just don't tell you what they are specifically they ooze <laughs> everywhere i'm like walking in puddles i know i don't understand why you don't understand what i'm trying to say right right so anyway um i it was actually really hard for me to like think up expectations i had had or maybe they're so implicit that i was um. having a hard time expressing what they mm. were or and I do think uh through therapy and programs like uh Al-Anon which is uh a support group for people who have an addict in their life usually an alcoholic um if you're going to Al-Anon and uh it's all about like reducing the expectations that you have of other people <laughs> right <laughs> because so, it's essentially unfair to have expectations right right and then people will just let you down yeah. Inherently. Yeah. You're just setting yourself up mm-hmm. and, and those people up for failure. Right. But then I was thinking, like, such an implicit one for me was um, that you would be a good partner. Like, oh, it was so implicit that it was like, oh, that you'll be, you know, that mm-hmm. you'll support me, that you'll not run away with our pennies and, yeah, have you know. your back. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, you know, being there as a partner mm-hmm. but it was such an implicit thing that I trust you and like that is like somehow just a baseline so it had me wondering I actually had a hard time coming up with like explicit mm-hmm. uh, expectations <clears throat> so do you think for m- most people uh or I mean I'm most people whoever those people are most folks um the expectations become different when you're talking about like a long-term relationship versus a marriage or versus like a a relationship that's had a ceremony with it like i want to be respectful of groups of people who Mm -hmm. yeah 
choose not to get married or don't always right. have the privilege For reasons, and right, right. To, yeah. to be married. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few reasons why. <clears throat> One being that a lot of our generation, whatever fucking generation we're called now, we're like in between generations. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in our late twenties, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Obviously. Not sure we're so it. wise. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think. I think yes. I think that we are, are told from a very young age, not just from, our our parents, if. In, in our generation, product of a lot of heterosexual marriages. Yes, yes. Which is changing quite significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a early teenager to date myself, I guess. Or just about to be a teenager. And I remember Ellen DeGeneres coming out. And that, yeah, that kind of, 90s. like, in my memory, mm-hmm. was, like, the first <clears throat> time that mainstream society or groups of people were talking about someone being gay that was like a famous person who and oh my god how could we not have known how did she get a show who let her on the air she's gonna make everybody else gay (laughs) yeah and then she got a smoking hot wife yes so Uh she got a pretty all right life that's good um so I do wonder, you know, like you were saying, I think our generation in maybe a little younger than us didn't have groups of LGBT queer folk to go and look at. Right. Exactly. Or even for me to like see on a tabloid <laughs> in the grocery store. Well, there was no one like you growing up. There was no, I mean, really, like at least for me, there was mm-hmm. like, you could be gay. I mean, not could be, but this was kind of, I told my mom I was bisexual to like ease the pain, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> leave some hope dangling over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but really, but for you, there was even less representation because any character that would represent maybe like LGBT or straight, it wasn't mm-hmm. one or the other. Mm-hmm. There was no, oh, well, this character could be into both or is... Right. Pain. Like there was, so there is a sort of um, hole, even in the gay community for bisexual or pansexual people. Oh, yeah. And I think and there's that... there's still a stereotype of what a bisexual right. means. And it's unfair. Now we have pansexual Which and we have... Which is a better term, I think. Yeah. There are actually two distinct terms. Uh, right. Bisexual is someone who likes a person based on their gender as okay. either a woman or a man. And for you, I don't think that's and true. And pansexual is that they like the person regardless, regardless. of gender. Would mm-hmm. you Would you say that feels more true? Or uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that our spectrum kind of shifts as we grow. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to have new words. I think that's helpful. Yeah, right. Um, like maybe if pansexual had come first, we wouldn't have a bisexual. I don't mm-hmm. know that it would have like made gone th- backwards a in a way yeah. of like I will accept any person right. to I accept a man or a woman, right. not anybody who's on a gender identity right. spectrum. Like I kind of am <laughs> in a weird spot where I don't, you know, like I don't necessarily identify as a man. I kind of identify as a woman only because this is like the body I'm in, and mm-hmm. I've built comfort with that idea. Yeah, but right. really, in the end, I you're mean, less. Right, feminine, way feeling, less feminine and stuff. person, yeah, then exactly. 
Yeah, so, I get it. Um, I do think it shifts. I think it shifts based on our community. Mm-hmm. I think it shifts based on our own culture. You were raised in a very religious household, mm-hmm. which so marriage and commitment and expectation of that for you, I think was completely different than what I was mm-hmm. taught. And I was I w- I saw it in like three different ways. Mm-hmm. So I saw my mom and my actual father mm-hmm. who is uh Jamaican so a completely different culture mm-hmm. in terms of relationships and all of that mm-hmm. be together but they were never married mm-hmm. right and as a you had black Jamaican family yes right like so even in the cultural differences like you said of right. being My mom was Jamaican um, and, uh, your family had just immigrated from Jamaica yeah. on that side. Right. So then as an immigrant family, black in LA, you know, <laughs> in the nineties, right. Not an easy, right. Not an easy so, time. Yeah. So you <clears throat> did get to see from your mom's side, country white, <laughs> super country. Right. White. Yeah. yeah. And that usually means a little bit more conservative. I won't it, knock everybody who lives out in the country. it was very, like, servitude-driven. Yes. So it oh, was... Gosh. And there was nothing that pissed me off more. I mean, I never really liked my stepfather, but it really got under my nails when... And I think even pissed me off more when my mom just, like, sort of did it. That he just literally... He did expect her, and I think she built this expectation, to take care of him. I think that's generational. We don't have that. Right. That's why I think it's an older generation. That's why the floors don't get fucking mopped. Well, <laughs> one other reason. Um, so I did. Okay. So let's backtrack. Oh, here and for I was going to say. Um, so stepmom, mom, and stepdad. Yeah. Were different. So stepdad's Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and mom again, super country white. Mm-hmm. So it's similar, but not quite the same because I'm not actually sure that my dad and my mom ever actually physically lived together. Mm-hmm. In all 12 years. I think that's very odd. But I think it kind of runs in the family a little bit. Like, they don't live together until they're married. I'm not fucking sure. Mm-hmm. Relationships are fucking weird on that side. There's some questionable things happening. Um, <laughs> so, and then on my, with my mom and my stepdad, they've been together for fucking ever. But that's, like, the most abusive relationship aside from beating each other up that it could be. Mm-hmm. you know so i had that to also learn from and then mm-hmm. when they got married it's like it almost got worse mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i think getting married having a paper or having a ceremony or both of you being like oh yeah we're totally 100 percent committed something shifts where there's like a safety valve mm-hmm. that like releases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm happy to say that you haven't really changed I mean, if you have, it's been for the better. But I mean, fundamentally, like, you haven't become an asshole after Mm-mm. we married. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you were going to, I think, kind of circle back and say something. No, I was going to say um, kind of about LGBT or queer relationships mm-hmm. versus, like, mm-hmm. a heteronormative right. relationship. And you have these experiences. Uh, I Maybe um, in a I mean, similar way, but... Uh, just because I don't identify as a totally straight person, I think maybe yeah, my but... expectations were viewed oh, differently. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Okay. Um, 
But I do think there's, for a lot of male-female relationships, there is more of an expectation and divided of gender roles in the mm-hmm. in the family. So then traditionally, the guy works on the cars and the house and the yard, and he used to go outside the house to make money. <laughs> <laughs> now he stays in and still doesn't clean right. the house. <laughs> right, now he's in his office. And, you know, right. so... Uh, and then the women, of course, take care of the kids and take care of the cleanliness and they take care of the food and they take care of the mm-hmm. cooking. And I do think even if the woman works outside the home or has a job outside of caregiving for the family, uh, that she still assumes most of those roles, even when home. So yeah. even if they both work outside the home, mm-hmm. there is still a distinct divide. It's hard to shift it because if you see that as a child, especially as a woman child, mm-hmm. a woman child who is um, eventually married to a man, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you have inherently in your head. This is an interesting <laughs> point. I just, you were talking about how you're not I mean, we're not taught, school. but the only way that we're taught what a gay relationship looks like, our kids are taught by having us being gay together. Like there's not, they're not learning about this. It's... Uh, I, right. I see. Do you see I, what I mean? Like, it's not. I get where you're going, or I'm going to assume where you're going here. Of like, the only way I think most, not the only way, I think social media yes. or television, <clears throat> yes. especially for us older folk, is where we got to see any maybe daily interaction between mm-hmm. gay people. Like, I remember Jack on Will and Grace. Yeah, Will when, and Grace. That was right. such a big fucking deal yeah you know and then eventually south park started to make kind of gay jokes and mm-hmm. do some stuff and and that was like has been a super slow rollout like mm-hmm. like it's so hard to accept fucking people the way mm-hmm. they are because somehow us having sex really fucks up everything else in the world <laughs> it does there's a time where continuum you know, like, and right. it's like five <laughs> angels die every time <laughs> lesbians bang and three kittens <laughs> <laughs> Um, no animals were harmed in the making of this Or lesbians. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. Um, so I do think the realistic expectations are hard to come by if you don't get to see other people who look like you, right? Like, nobody's modeling them. Right. So my expectations, I guess if we want to talk about, like, how we divide housework, that is very much more a blurred gender role, you know. It is. It does shift. I do, th- and I'm you thinking guys, of friends. It would be surprising, but I'm the dude. If you wanted to know, I mean, if you really, <laughs> and this is the thing in the in the community, which is kind of strange, is like we still want to divide our own same sex relationship into gendered roles based on an archaic system oh, that's sure. so fucked right. up, you know, right. like which is it tells you how inherently. We believe how strongly, deep down, we believe this mm-hmm. message, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's interesting because we do look at our our friends who are um, in committed relationships, our gay friends, and this isn't always true, but I do always find it interesting when it's like two butchy ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I wonder who cleans the toilet in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then it's always, you just sort of assume the opposite if it's like a, a femme Mm-hmm. chick and a more butchy chick mm-hmm. right and i mean people would probably assume i'm 
the one that fixes cars. <laughs> I barely know what kind of tool she's <laughs> asking for. I only know how to properly use things because my very, very feminine looking, super sexy butchy wife knows how to use every tool. Well, it's thanks. incredible. I appreciate that. So, I mean, it's true. Like, not mm-hmm. things don't always, things aren't always what they seem to be. Yeah, yeah right. right. And a lot of people in their relationships, I think, seem mm-hmm. happy on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I think having these unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. that are kind of sold to us, that yeah. we believe. And I think, I go back to, I think some things are so inherent yeah. in our society of like, how what a marriage looks like or what a relationship looks like you know that if things are outside of that one it makes it hard for those people but oh i just don't think we question it i don't know well i'm even sitting I'm here so thinking about to it. marriage in general mm-hmm. and like how like how we're still doing it even though it was only created mm-hmm. <laughs> so that real property right could be claimed mm-hmm. oh yeah that's what it was you yes, know absolutely. like it wasn't even up until like super recently that a woman could go to a bank by herself and mm-hmm. open up a checking account mm-hmm. with her partner yes. i mean it's fucking ridiculous yeah and we still do it mm-hmm. we are so bought into this system like you're saying mm-hmm. when um, i worked at a uh, college and um their policy, they finally included one for same part, same sex partner. I remember this. Um, to, for insurance. For insurance. That, that they could be put on insurance. I, for, uh, I we... don't know that I don't n- remember exact detail, but I do remember you had to approve like three things. We had to one like share a car. had to be that you had to open a checking account at least a year old. Mm-hmm. And one was that you had bought a car together or you had bought a home together. Maybe there was one other thing. But the length of time, I was like, even to say a year-long checking account together, I was like, I know a lot of couples who don't have shared banking. Not everybody wants that. No. And to ask somebody to buy a house together. And I was like, how often do I buy a house or a car? And then that's just, that's making so many assumptions underneath this. Like the LGBT community doesn't make as much money as straight. So to assume that we can afford a fucking house in the first place is fuck you. Right. You know, there's a lot of privilege right there. There's so much. And then the other, um, but I could get married in the very next day. I could put you on my insurance. <laughs> so she talked me into it. <laughs> Hope so mom's not listening to this. It was, it's, you know, like it, there was a lot of privilege in that yeah. until Missouri uh, legalized same-sex sex marriage that a hetero couple could go down to the courthouse that day, get a marriage license, turn and around and get insurance. married. And have insurance the next within a week. Without having to buy a house. And we would have had car. to have a house, a car, and a year long checking account. <laughs> so the other the marriage seemed easier. Yeah. So we bought into and you know what? I love being married to you. Oh, I love that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this, right, guys? <laughs> no, I love you too. I do. I'm I mean, glad we're married. Sure, the system is kind of crazy, but then I think it's also related back to these expectations of our own expectations of a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, after all the butterflies and shit fade and I've got 
literal laundry sitting right here mm-hmm. that's dirty. Mm-hmm. And with COVID, things have been real fucked up. Oh, right. You know, so even finding a chance to connect and wanting mm-hmm. to, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that there's so much, like our expectations, mine have shifted. They've, they had to. Right. I was just thinking that, like, to realistic expectations. I even, you know, like, what are realistic expectations? But, uh, I mean, even through everything, it's not to have an expectation of the other person. Right? Like, really hard, I'm yeah. going to... I know you well enough to know that you are a dependable person. I know you well right. enough to know you're not going to run away with our money or... And I'll take care of the kids. Yeah, um, right. right. That you will provide a safe home. Mm-hmm. I get that, you know. And beyond that, I'm not sure that I get to have expectations. Mm-hmm. I I hope you help clean the house. <clears throat> right. I will ask for you to help keep that house. You know, like, I will not assume those things. I think maybe that's what an expectation is, is sometimes we talk about implicit and explicit, even just a verbal or agreement of who's going to do what. We sat down in the very beginning of our relationship and kind of like divvied up house things. We did. We talked about what does it look like with the kids? What does it look like with splitting housework? Mm -hmm. What does it look like with our finances? Mm -hmm. And all of these things have been continual places of growth and conversation hard conversations oh yes you know so a blueprint going in is great Mm -hmm. but life changes Mm -hmm. and your expectations have to change Mm -hmm. and i think i've noticed and this is probably true for like most people who would go through therapy uh as you grow to learn or love yourself more and the less crap that you put up with from yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) means the less crap you're gonna put up with from me you know, yeah so that, anybody right so as your self-love and self-respect go up i think those kind of implicit expectations go up in a healthy way mm-hmm. i don't i don't think that that's unhealthy but you then expect them to be as equal as you are yes. on these levels yes i do expect you to continue your own journey that will hopefully continue our journey together Mm -hmm. maybe it won't always that happens a lot Mm -hmm. to people you know um i i kind of expect this to last until we die but there's also a pragmatic logical side Mm -hmm. um and also i have a lot way too much trauma to have this kind of trust (laughs) (laughs) and like i'm this much faith in anything you know like for me to really believe that's hard mm-hmm. like there is some level of my expectation that mm-hmm. our marriage will fall apart mm-hmm. and if i let that creep up too much too heavily too loudly mm-hmm. too often i'll make it fucking happen mm-hmm. right as we talk about i'll throw it off a cliff and light it on fire yes and i will feel really proud of it and it will feel empowering it will feel justified in the moment and then five days later i'll have a mental breakdown because i miss you so much (laughs) you know like so really um if you think through your expectations if you one can identify them i think that's helpful like i Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. that i have an intimacy stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of people do yes and i think to expect a partner to I think especially people in that LGBT. Yes. I think there's a lot of sexual community. trauma that yeah. 
creeps its way in and we don't really talk about it sexual trauma religious trauma so much even inner relationship and interpersonal trauma because i think we've just lacked resources and we've lacked role models and we've lacked caring and loving individuals right and we're in an interesting place in our marriage because we're which is i mean we're so yeah we've four years ish or something three of that ish outside of a covid situation Mm -hmm. where for me, I think I was kind of just starting to get into the comfort and the rhythm and the realistic expectation of mm. our life right. and of you. And then with COVID, I think, and I hadn't thought about this until now, I think that was a really hard shift for me. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Right. Yeah, it seemed like we've had so much happen in such a short amount of time in our right. relationship. It, I don't know that we've kind of like found like uh, the normal. I don't know how like, to is this it? Is say this... that. You know, like we haven't established our baseline yet. Yeah, like the even keel part. Right, it's like just where we're just like hitting our stride. Yeah, it feels like that, and then and then it gets flipped up. Yeah, something happens, right. you know. But I yeah. think what's beautiful about it is that we've been able to grow together through all that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's something that is different mm-hmm. about our relationship. Mm-hmm. I think I do, and I do think with LGBT relationships, they're kind of sold on this. Um, oh, the lesbians will move in too fast, and then they'll break up, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll I don't know get back together, get married, <laughs> right. and then get divorced. Like there is some weird stereotypical stuff kind of plastered on that. Yes, expectation. So yeah, I mean, it's such a deep topic. I know when we had brought it up, uh, the idea we even had to like kind of suss out self expectations. Yeah. and so yeah. uh, I loved our topic today. I did too. Um, Thanks for picking it. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome.